0: Jared Mayo
1: Jared Mayo, what's up, man? Almost Doctor Kirby. How's it going? You know, you say that, and then I heard that my cousin's going to do some post-doctoral work, and I was like, what? There's four levels? My whole life, I thought there were three levels, and I was like in the middle, but now I'm on the lower half.
0: I I didn't know you could do more either.
1: I didn't. It's so discouraging. This guy excels so much. Ugh, I give up.
0: Well, still, congratulations on... Getting your masters. Hey, man! Thank you. Thank you. You're now. Are you a masters of the universe? Is that what you are now? Yeah, I'm pretty much wielding a sword and muscle bound. Yes. Okay, I think well, be,
1: hey, between the know, two the of us, underwear. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think well. between the two of us, we could be that. You know, <laughs> I I I hear you're pretty muscle bound as well.
0: What can I say? I won't dispute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you walk around with a giant sword? Not yet. Swear I have the, the
0: power. I think I'm a little more She-Ra right now, but I'm working towards He Man. I don't understand. Why would you be She-Ra? I'm not as big as He Man yet. I've got more of the She-Ra physique. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about me and my furry underwear. Tell us about oh your my degree. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's nothing to tell, man. I'm done. I'm done. But what are you now? What did you get? Oh, okay. I got Masters of Business Administration, my MBA, with a concentration in Operations
0: Management. That sounds fancy.
1: So you're looking at, I mean, you're listening to a Masters of Business. So, look, I'll give you the business.
0: That's what the people come here for. I was hoping that when you introduced yourself you would say this is Andy Kirby MBA and I
1: you know I, I got to say like a lot of people the very next day people sent me LinkedIn requests from uh the, my classmates and it had their name with MBA afterwards and I don't know I just haven't done that yet you know have you I have I point? have I have even better news like a lot of people were excited for me and that was really awesome. I kind of was embarrassed and didn't know how to take it. But when I heard this, it was a it was a great way to change the conversation. They were like, "Hey, congratulations on your MBA." And I said, "Yes, but you know what's even more exciting than that? On May 30th, I get to fully fledge adopt my child." Hallelujah. That's awesome. Yeah, I am excited about that. So Steve wow. His, uh, That's going to be his real name now, eventually. You know, May 30th, we're going to change the name to Steven. Well, now, I thought Steven was just a
0: holder place for Jared.
1: Well, I don't know who told you that, and I don't know how to let you down
0: easy. But it's not. Well, that's pretty cool, though. That's awesome. I know that it was a, it's been a long process. Yeah, man, two years. Two years. Wow, so Steven Kirby. Steven
1: Mateo... And then we're going to have another name, Kirby.
0: But you, you're you not revealing it or you don't know the other name yet?
1: I'm not revealing it right now because it's his first name and I can't talk about it until it's official.
0: So, Jared.
1: <laughs> so, his name's not Jared. Stephen Mateo
0: Jared Kirby.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it kind of rolls off the tongue.
0: Uh, it does. <laughs> he doesn't have furry underwear, though. Well not yet uh, Uncle Jared hasn't sent him a birthday present. you're, you're ridiculous <laughs> but you did you did dress him up as Luke Cage and
1: that was pretty sweet. Oh he was awesome as Luke Cage and he did his muscle I'm like oh I say show me your muscles and he goes whoo! <laughs> it's fantastic. it's fantastic
0: <laughs> So now now how old is he? Is he two now?
1: Yes, he was two in
0: March so okay. it will
1: be about two years almost to the day that we've had him. when we we adopt them
0: because you we we don't need to get too into the weeds with it but you started out just as a foster care placement right
1: yes yeah 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 and then like probably a few months in well probably eight months in they said hey we're gonna move them to somebody who wants to adopt them if that's not you so you need to decide and we were like oh oh, okay (laughs) uh we'll we'll decide when do you need to know they're like next week (laughs) okay (laughs) sounds good so we decided and yes wow
0: anyway anyway thank you you for
1: all your congratulations and uh,
0: you know what's going on with you oh i'm just getting ready to go to motor city comic con this weekend where is motor city did you not know where the motor city is is it detroit yes okay okay i was just making sure it's actually outside of the the con is outside of Detroit, but it's called Motor City Con. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, and right. uh, Dwayne Lindsay's gonna be there. What? Our buddies from the pod, from the Facebook page, and Scott Jimenez will be there. Oh, is he really? That's good. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm still excited for Dwayne,
1: but I mean, I really want to see if Scott. I mean, is Dan Slot gonna be there? That's what I want to know, really.
0: Well, can, that, that's why you... we took a picture with each other last year. <laughs> so, but it's cool. It's like the, an all-star who's who of the M6P will be at Motor City Comic Con. That's awesome. You're gonna wear your shirt so people can recognize you. No, I'm gonna be working for another vendor, so I have to wear their shirt. I understand. Oh, the oh. jerks. I mean, but they're nice. I could. Ma- I just like paint it on my chest underneath, and then I'll I'll lift up my shirt and take my picture with Scott, and that won't be weird.
1: No, no. He seems like a cool dude. I mean, he'll handle it well. He'll be cool.
0: He'll probably do the same thing if he hears this.
1: You tell those guys and any gals who are there, give them a crisp high five for me. Say,
0: the Andy Kirby MBA says, hello. (laughs) Ka-ching! Now, though... I mean, you were you were within a 10-mile uh, a radius of myself, and I didn't get to see you.
1: I know. Actually, I didn't get to see any of my friends. There were two people that actually had children, babies, that month, and I still didn't get to see them. And also, I would like to point out to you that I drove 14 hours in the rain, and I told you where I was, and I was probably an
0: hour away, and you said, that's too far. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true at all. You told me where you were after I got out of seeing Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at eleven thirty <laughs> at night, and I was leaving at 9 AM the next morning.
1: Dude, everybody was in bed. They were there, there was no way I was texting you lying down. <laughs> like well, Who in the world stays in Washington Courthouse? It's I, I don't it was a cheap, cheaper place and uh, everything was booked up man like uh the what was it? what's the university of ohio is that ohio state university they were having their uh, graduation and everything so everything
0: Columbus. everything was booked up well i guess you could have stayed at you know mansion a la Mayo. yeah but my i mean my parents were with me there were 8 of us you know, so your parents, they would have probably been the problem. They they are. They're the problem. That bon-bon. <laughs> mm. Well, it was a bummer. So maybe, maybe in another year or two we'll see each other. <laughs> oh,
1: we can only hope. Are you coming down doing the New Orleans show?
0: Mark always does the New Orleans show. Can't you throat punch him and then take the New Orleans show? <laughs> <laughs> Mark is actually coming to Motor City with me this so, weekend as a fan
1: that seems like the the perfect opportunity to, you know, kind of show your dominance.
0: <laughs> well, he's got a beard. I I don't care. You I don't, have whiskers. I I thought that like, you know, if you throw punch somebody with a beard, your hand kind of bounces off. Oh,
1: that's true. Okay, it's like a defensive shield.
0: I I've, I've never grown more than 6 or 7 hairs on my neck, so I don't know.
1: You that's crazy, man. Like if I don't shave People tell me, "Hey, I like the beard."
0: Yeah, you were rocking it, you know, old school Wolverine style a couple years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I was at uh, the St. Louis Wizard World a couple months, like last month, I think, and I saw Gary there. Yeah, on the M6P. I tell so it's you, man, cool to kind of do these shows and see people from Facebook. Wow, no, that is really awesome. That is awesome. So this is the M6P
1: a comic book podcast, believe it or not. And you can visit our website at the M6P.com. You can email us at M6P LLC at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the M6P.
0: You can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash the M6P. You can have us up on Instagram and YouTube and all those other social media things under the M6P and can even be a part of the show by giving us a call at 616-755-TINA, leaving us a message, and we'll play it on the air.
1: And I think we have some voicemails that we're going to play at the end, right?
0: Yes, save the best for last.
1: (laughs) Right, right. It's audience participation. So we are sponsored by DCBService.com, discount comic book service, DCBService.com. Go there, get all your uh, single issues pre-order, 40% off on the Marvel titles. It's amazing. Go to their sister site, instocktrades.com. You get 35% off all their trades. Why wouldn't you do it? Any orders over $50 are free shipping.
0: Quick little tidbit, if you will, or if you won't, about DCB service. I went to Hatteras Island, North Carolina, for a vacation last week. And I wanted to go to a comic shop. So I went to the comic shop locator, typed in my area code, Said nearest result, DCB Really? That's how far out we were. <laughs> <laughs> so they've like got the monopoly. They're That's the best. crazy.
1: Corner on the market. No, they're they're doing fantastic. They really are. And they got great customer service. And when they ship their books, they're in pristine condition. Even yeah. their damaged goods. They just opened up a new section on their website that says damaged, especially on the instocktrades.com site. The the what they consider damaged you get like fifty to seventy-five percent off, and what they consider damaged is not damaged. It's what you or I would consider—well, maybe me. It's what I would consider in mint condition.
0: No, of the two of us, you're much more picky. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, that maybe not mint condition, but sometimes I, it's a—it's a crapshoot. But sometimes there's like hardly anything wrong with it. You either have to really search. Why is this in the damaged bin? You know?
0: Yeah we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. For all your office needs, you can check them out at crpsavings.com. We're sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. And we're also sponsored by themarvelousbox.com.
1: And that's going to be shipping soon, right? Another quarter's upon us, right?
0: Yes, the Marvelous Box comes out in just a couple of weeks. We've got some great new inventory. Really, really, really good stuff, like... One for me, one for the marvelous box, one for Andy, one for like it's really good stuff. So if you're looking to get some great Marvel graphic novels for super cheap price, like DCB service, you know nickel and dent price, but not dented. Right. You want to get this. Uh, it's 25 bucks. You get a box that contains over a hundred dollars worth of Marvel graphic novels. Usually we get up there between 110, 120, 130 uh, price point wise. Uh, comes right to your door. It's a surprise. Uh, all your books are handpicked. You're not going to get any volumes of Drax. You're not going to get any <laughs> volumes of Squirrel Girl. I, I promise it's only going to be really good stuff.
1: Man, I, I do have to say that I do take pride in that. I did see that Stan Lee was, was, put his name on a, on a box uh, recently that's shipping out this quarter for some other company. And I was like, oh man, this is ridiculous. I th- you know, they're cornering in on our market. But then I started looking at it and it was like two books and that's it for like 40 bucks. And I was like, Oh my goodness. No, 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 no.
0: But then we, we we, we still got this. Yeah. We've only really got one other competitor in the graphic novel space, blind box space. Uh, they are more expensive. They're not one company oriented and, like one publisher yeah yeah and when I look at the the stuff that they're putting out I would really be disappointed if I got some of these things and every box is the same as well with ours you know you could subscribe and get four marvelous boxes every quarter if you wanted and each box would be different different yep Uh, yeah we've had a lot of a lot of people put up different reviews of what they've gotten in their boxes and every single box is different you're you're not going to get the same thing we keep a list of what everybody has so nobody gets duplicates and uh, it, it's a, it's a fun fun thing to get that box to show up at your door and you get some great books that you wouldn't be able to normally afford.
1: Yeah, it's a it's great. I mean, I know I know you put a lot of work into it, especially keeping track so that you don't get duplicates. So, thank you for doing that. It yeah, it, it check is it, out. it is a lot of fun. So, all right, what do we got on the docket tonight?
0: Well, it's only been about 2 weeks, so we're going to hit up uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 yes and uh, all new guardians of the galaxy number one the comic book came out last week so we thought we'd just do a guardians episode i love it
1: i love it all right you want to start with let's start with the movie right
0: yeah yeah what what did you think i i didn't even know until today You even saw it okay so i got back home and the
1: first thing i did the very next day is i went with a buddy of mine to go see the movie and i have to say I was blown away by the title sequence. So not the opening sequence, but right when the title, <laughs> when the credits start coming and Groot is dancing to the music and they're fighting that giant monster. My goodness. That was so funny, dude. <laughs> the, the Probably the best part about it was uh, where Groot eats that fly. <laughs> and like, Rocket stops what he's doing. Rocket stops what he's doing, and like goes over to him and like tells him to spit it out, and he's hitting him on the back and everything. Uh, ah, it was great. It was great. I like how it kind of showcased each of them in a in a way. And when and Groot is dancing around the circle, and uh, then it gets gets pretty heavy when they smash the music. So uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> what do you th- what do you think? You tell me. Yeah. Well, let's put a disclaimer real quick. If you haven't seen it, spoilers. Right. But right. yeah, the, the opening sequence started off on the, the correct note. You know, the the dancing, you could see the, the battle going on in the back. But, you know, except for Scott, who doesn't love a baby group, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I don't know if I was just missing my little boy, but... Everything that Groot would do, all the facial expressions, all the, like, the eyes and, like, the mouth, and he would be like, ooh, you know, like, when he would make that look and look up at, uh, Rocket and everything, and then he would repeat and it would be like, I am Groot. I am Groot. And, like, and do that and, like, ask if it's okay. Uh, everything reminded me of Steve when he was doing that because I'll say, don't climb the stairs, Steve. And he'll look at me and he'll, he'll say, up. And I'll say, no. He says, up. Say, no. <laughs> So everything was reminding me, like, it, he was so cute. That, that's my point. That's my point.
0: Now, now you just got to teach him how to say, I am Groot, and it'll be even cuter. I do need to do that. You're right. He is teeny, <laughs> so it should work out. <laughs> no, I think, it, I think that beginning scene set the, set the tone for the movie. It was going to be comedic, but there was going to be a lot of action as well. And visually, it was going to be stunning. And that's what those three things, that that first scene did, those three things. And the rest of the movie hit all of those. So
1: what did you think about, and yeah, we are going to spoil this. So what did you think about Ego
0: being his dad? So originally when James Gunn announced that, you know, months ago that 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 Ego was going to be humanoid, it was going to be Kurt Russell and he's going to be his dad, you know, there's no way they're going to be able to pull it off. That ego is this huge living planet, and this is how he acts, and this is what he does. And but then as the movie went on, and when ego explained who he was, how he came about, uh, how he was able to do the things that he did, it made sense. I, I thought it was a really good way to explain how ego could be the dad as opposed to Jason. And uh, even even like when they when they were going to the the planet, and you got to see the side, and it was the classic ego face. This was just a representation of how Ego was acting in this humanoid form. It was it was very well done, I thought. What about yourself?
1: I thought so too. At first I was very skeptical and I was like, well, that's not the comic book. But I really – what captivated me was how they explained what Ego was and how he functions. So like regardless of whether he was his dad or not, like how it, – it explained it to me for the comic. So now when I read the comics – I can say, oh, it's possible because it could be like this. Now, I don't know if it's the same in the comics. I doubt it is. But it really did say, you know, how can you fight a planet? How can a planet have a have a personality? Is it just a person on a bigger scale? Well, he made the planet because, you know, he, he's got this power and he chose to be humanoid in order to uh, represent himself. It was pretty cool. I really dug that. It kind of made me like the character of Ego the Living Planet in the comics a whole lot more.
0: Yeah, I think they're pretty different. You know, and Star-Lord's dad is Jason right. in the comic books. It's, He's it's a not Spartax,
1: ego. Spartax yeah. King.
0: Yeah. Um but I always thought the the concept of Ego was really cool and it wasn't a, it wasn't always well done in the comics. Like during uh, Maximum Security, it it was just odd and his his appearances are kind of hit and miss but i think the movie the movie version i did enjoy i, I liked it and and kurt russell it's really cool to see him brought into the marvel universe
1: now what did you what did you think about sylvester stallone
0: so at first i didn't realize who he was really you know, no well i mean it's i knew it was sylvester stallone oh okay okay but i didn't know the character he was playing i Thought, wow, they're they're really they're just getting Sylvester Stallone to be somebody the, that's mad at the, Yondu. Yeah, Man, what a waste of star power! And then that <laughs> after credit scene, like, oh, oh, it's the real Guardians! Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> that was really sweet. I that was a cool Easter egg for legit comic book fans because yes. everyone else in the theater had no idea who those people were. Right, and
1: I kind of was wondering how many people would get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so even
0: I, I didn't recognize that was Michael Rosenbaum. I just uh, like, oh, it's like an Iceman character who is Oh <laughs> Oh, I
1: don't know who Michael Rosenbaum is.
0: He played Lex Luthor in Smallville.
1: Oh, did he oh okay. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. He was so CGI though, you'd have no idea.
1: Right, right.
0: Were did you ever read any of the old Guardians of the Galaxy books?
1: No, uh uh-uh, not back with that crowd. No. uh.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a a huge fan, but it was cool that, you know, James Gunn said he grew up reading comic books, so it was cool to see that kind of, those kind of cameos and stuff.
1: So the whole time I was wondering, like, can I bring my daughters to see this? Because they were super excited for it, and there's just a little bit too much crude humor.
0: (sighs) Unfortunately, we thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, it, it was just very, I mean, I guess I don't know when... Crude humor, humor is necessary, but the the parts that you know with the Drax and stuff, and with some of the things that ego was saying, right? Wow, you know the movie would have been just fine without maybe five sentences. You could have easily brought kids to see it.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, t- the plot, though, you know, like I can't. I walked away from it. I was like, it was funny. They definitely went for humor, which which wasn't surprising, but. If you take a step back and say, "Okay, Marvel's going to be putting out a movie, very uh, low on plot but heavy on humor and and uh, you know kind of sci-fi fun," you would say, "There's there's no way." But it's amazing to me that they've gotten to this point where they can say, "Ah, eh, you know, they just fight this big uh, guy who's who's a planet, you know, and like that was basically the entire movie, you know, there wasn't that much intrigue, it wasn't it wasn't a deep plot at all, it was just like." Yeah, he, he's he's his dad, and then they fight him because he doesn't.
0: You know, they start to disagree. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I think there were. I guess going into the movie, I thought that Aisha was the main villain. <laughs> so. So then, when, you know, she was done and all this ego stuff was happening, I thought, oh, well, maybe Taserface is the main villain, right? Because like he's getting, he got a Funko Pop figure and. Yep, it's going to be... T- nope, okay, he's dead. So, right. well, you know, I, di- I didn't know who the main villain was, so part of me enjoyed that because typically you go into a movie, you easily identify the villain, the good guy, their conflict, the battle, it's done. This right. didn't really go with that formula.
1: I One thing that I did find refreshing is that he didn't have to fight against the evil power. You know what I mean? Like, he, when... Uh, when his eyes started to go, like, all starry-eyed, and he was, it it felt like, you know, oh, they're going to have to try to get him back on the good side. He's infected with evil, you know? Yeah. But I was so happy when it was like, nope, nope. And he snapped out of it really quick, and he just started shooting. (laughs) I was was amazed. It was like, what was that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He turned into Pac-Man and...
1: Yeah, that was, it was it was funny, and like David Hasselhoff was in it. Spoiler alert, <laughs> as himself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What was your reaction when you saw the Watchers?
1: I was like, my first reaction was, I cannot believe that they have such a huge character, such an important character, that they use uh, to like really say this is important in a flippant comedy way you know like not that i was offended or anything but i was like man i can't believe they got clearance to use these guys
0: yeah i was uh i about peed my pants <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh it's the watchers and jennifer's like what, what what's wrong with you why are you flipping out in your chair over there <laughs> but kevin feige said that the watcher is one of those characters that is shared and uh they decided to share him. <laughs> what do you mean it's
1: shared between franchises or between studios?
0: Yeah, shared between the studios. Well, who else has used them? Well, they haven't, but Fox can also use the Watcher cuz he falls under the Fantastic 4. Oh,
1: character. I see. I see. Well, that's yeah. int- I I thought they would save the Watcher for you know, Infinity War or the yet unnamed one.
0: I thought it was a good way to incorporate all the stan lee stuff that you know stan has been a messenger he's just been kind of reporting back all these cameos aren't really cameos he's he's doing something a little bit more important i thought that oh i
1: didn't even pick up on that
0: yeah he said you know he talked about being the fedex guy which was the character he played in civil war
1: oh okay that's a little easter egg i didn't realize that
0: yeah so he's a little stan lee's been a messenger to the watchers and telling them stuff that's going on and kind of spying on stuff.
1: That's actually really cool. That could open up a lot of possibilities. I think.
0: Yeah. I thought that was pretty sweet and very unexpected. I, I stayed away from spoilers all week and that's the best when you can go and see the movie and not, not know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. I know. So, so did your eyes get wet when Yondu bit it?
1: Uh, no, actually no, but I, I was, I was happy that they did it the way they did, you know? Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> he really was a good character in this movie, you know.
0: Surprisingly, because I didn't care for him in the first one.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think that they did a really good job of saying, okay, well, the whole time, why has he been looking out for him? You know, like why was he looking out for him in the first movie? Why was he looking out for him? And when he found out what the guy, what ego was doing with the kids, he was like, all right, well, I'm not delivering you. You know, I thought that was really cool
0: super redeeming
1: yes very much so
0: the first movie like peter quill said you know you were going to eat me you kept threatening to eat me and all this time it was just a threat because he was really protecting him from from his dad
1: yeah yeah i usually don't go for like redeeming the bad guy type of thing but i think such he's such a playful character and kind of like a pirate anyway that you know they live by their own code and everything he wasn't like pure evil so
0: you know yeah, I, I don't
1: know. It kind of resonated with me.
0: Yeah, Yandu's a good guy in the book, so it was good to see that he really has been doing good. You just didn't know it.
1: What what were some of the best lines, do you think, in the movie? So let, well, let's just spoil the whole thing. What were the best <laughs> lines of the whole movie?
0: Wow, I, I don't know. I, I thought that the lines... I guess maybe the lines from the first movie are a little bit more memorable for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen Guardians one, Guardians 2 one time. Gotcha, like, gotcha. I guess I need to go back. Was, was there something that you're thinking of?
1: I think I, where he's asking, um, where, where he's like, oh, you're like Mary Poppins. He's like, is, Mar- is he cool? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's really cool. He's like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, it cracked me up. The thing about the toe, that cracked me
0: up. Oh, the whole, yeah, trying to get his fin was hilarious.
1: Right. And he's like, that's a desk. What are you doing? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And then uh, probably one of the the funniest lines where he's like, you're a raccoon. And he's like, I'll kill you. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. I stepped over the line. Trash bandit. He's like, is that, is that better? <laughs> he's like, oh, it's worse. Yeah. It's so much worse. <laughs> like. I thought, I about died. I, I thought that was the funniest thing in the world.
0: I thought I don't he know, said don't Trash Panda. Trash Bandit. Oh, well, I thought Trash Panda was hilarious.
1: <laughs> no, like <laughs> raccoons are called Trash Bandits, you know?
0: Maybe yep. that's just down here. Yeah, it's a southern thing.
1: Okay, all right. Maybe, okay, maybe it's not <laughs> as funny as I thought. <laughs> when uh, when Rocket sees what Yandu's doing with the with the arrow weapon and he just says you what does he say he's like you're a lunatic mm. no none of this are ringing a bell i don't remember that part when he's like, he's basically killing everybody on the entire ship yeah and he i guess he blows up or shoots something that the whole ship is going to be destroyed and he's like you're a lunatic
0: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need to go see it again
1: i mean clearly obviously
0: I did think that scene was really cool. It showed how powerful Yandu was. Yeah. You know, holy cow.
1: And I liked um I liked that other character, the James James Gunn's brother who played in it. I forget his name, something Gunn, obviously. Craglin. Um, what?
0: His character's name is Craglin.
1: Craglin? The the Kraglin. second in command? Yep. Yeah. So he I mean I, I really liked when he came back and got forgiveness, and he, he was like, they killed all my friends, you know? I
0: yeah. I thought, man, that poor guy. Yeah, it was really... I, I, I liked... Uh, there wasn't a whole lot I didn't like. You know? I think I think other
1: than just having it, it was, it was extremely straightforward. There was, like, basically only two acts of the whole thing instead of three. So it was like a two-act play, um, which was kind of weird because you don't really see that a whole lot in those movies you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was like okay well we got away from them and then it's like oh now we're on the planet and things went south you know so that was kind of it kind of didn't have a whole lot of closure um things kind of ran together
0: so you hated it
1: it was awful zero out of ten i think i'd probably give it
0: an probably an eight or nine Wow, that high. I, I didn't have a whole lot of stuff wrong with it. It was a, it was a sit back, relax, laugh, it, but lots of action. It reminded me a lot of Expendables. <laughs> I, I love I, Expendables. Really, I didn't know that about you. Oh yeah, all three of them. They're just just sit back and just watch nonsensical violence and humor. <laughs> but with Marvel characters. <laughs> right? Yeah. How could it be bad? That was we, pretty cool. So what are you thinking? Like a seven then? Oh, man. Uh, Well,
1: Nebula, she's, she's a terrible actress. So (laughs) I thought the same thing. She, she is awful. Right. So she wasn't good in the first one, but there she didn't have many parts, but this one, it was just like, Oh my goodness. They should have cast somebody else or wrote her character out. Um, I I would give it, it's very middle of the road. So as far as all the Marvel movies and like how well done they are and how good of a film they are, I would say it's a four or five. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's like, you know, if five is the average, it's just very, it's it's average, you know? I enjoyed it more than Doctor Strange. Um, It was about on par with Ant-Man, you know, very middle of the road.
0: Do you have a least favorite
1: Marvel movie? Um, I think that Doctor Strange was one of my least favorite. Thor 2. Thor 2 is probably my least favorite. Wow. Captain Captain America 1 is down there, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were getting their footing, figuring stuff out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the stuff with Steve Rogers before he became Captain America more
0: than afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, so, Andy, if uh, if you got stranded on the Milano... And your mom made an awesome mix for you what kind, What songs do you think would be on there?
1: Oh, I mean, come on. We'd have closing time by semisonic. We'd have little black backpack
0: by stroke nine. Wait, We'd... wait, wait, wait. It's just, this is not yours. This is the one your mom makes for you. Oh. Did you hear the question? No, I didn't. I got excited. <laughs> oh. No, this I mean, if you made one for Steven and the girls, yeah. It would right. have that those weird cow milking songs or whatever. Cow milking? But bon Bon, if if she made an awesome mix for you, what kind of stuff do you think she'd put on there?
1: Oh my goodness. Let's let's think about this. Um probably a lot of petra. Okay. <laughs> do you know what that is? I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, you got some Colin Ray country, I guess. Maybe some Reba. Uh, Maybe Randy Travis. You know, maybe I need to pay attention a little bit more to my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Find out what they like. (laughs) I know
0: Petra would be on there. You know that for sure. (laughs) I know that
1: for sure.
0: (laughs) And there'd be some country artists of some sort.
1: Right, right. Probably the older, you know, like when we were growing up.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't really know. <laughs> How about you? How about you? Same question. Oh, my mom would put Phil Collins. Okay. Uh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> okay. We would have Garth Brooks on there. Uh-huh. Uh, Probably some Reba as well. Big Reba fan. Okay. Yeah, I think those would – I think the three biggest would be Michael Bolton, Phil Collins, and Garth Brooks.
1: I think I would have to say <laughs> – I think I would have to say for my mom –
0: Rush Limbaugh. I mean, it would just be a, a tape <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> you get an awesome mix, and it's a, like recording from 1996. <laughs> yeah. <play out> program.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, I think my dad, it would be a lot easier. We would have uh, the Caballeros, Gordon Lightfoot, Bread, um, Journey, the Eagles. You know, that's an awesome mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right you want to jump to the comic yeah all All new guardians of the galaxy number one did you read it i did read this yes
1: i I was i was very surprised that it was not um (laughs) bendis (laughs) did you write a summary for it no i did not
0: did you i did not Okay, you want to you wanna just walk us through real quick? Yeah, for the, the gist of it, uh, Galactus appears at a planet, so the planet starts to, the people of the planet start to flee. Uh, Galactus' head opens up, and it turns out it's really just a spaceship uh, with the guards of the Galaxy inside. They've been tasked by someone to go to this planet and steal something for them. They go to this planet, they steal the item, they head back uh, in the Galactus head to the Milano, They head off in the Milano and they meet up with the games, the Grandmaster. (laughs) (laughs) That's X Men. The Grandmaster, who had hired that, turns out hired, uh, talked to Gamora and hired the Guardians to steal this item because he wants to have um, a better collection than his brother, the Collector. And as they ask for payment, he says, "You need to get me one more thing." And so they have to go get one more thing from the Collector yeah yeah yeah
1: and then how's it end
0: i'm trying to think
1: (laughs) okay so uh basically in the battle groot lost a limb and it's not growing back and gamora says how what's wrong with him? how come it's not growing back and rocket says we're not exactly sure you know there's just something wrong with him uh he's not sick it's just he, he he doesn't he's weak uh it's like somebody's robbing him and then the last page is a hooded figure growing all these groot trees on a planet somewhere, pretty much a wasteland planet.
0: How how could I have forgotten that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So
1: my first question to you is will you continue reading this comic?
0: I I will pick up issue two just because I want to know some more. Okay. Not because I liked it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Let's make that clear. Well how about yourself? Are you gonna continue? I don't I don't know. I am very conflicted
1: about this. First of all, the art is very indie looking.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, it's very grainy, colory, which is not usually my bag. Um, but Groot is very cute in this. Um, but you know, at first I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to read this. Not going to read this." But then the what captured me is the very end, the thing that's going on with Groot, with that guy planting all these trees. So mm-hmm. I probably will read issue two. Um, but I definitely, when I saw it wasn't Bendis, I was like, they're going to have to win me over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to read any of the backup books like Rocket or I Am Group?
0: No, no, I gave the Drax title. I read that, and I gave it a shot. Yeah. I'm is that tempted. still going
1: on? It got canceled, right? Oh, yeah, it got canceled. Yeah.
0: I see, I see why. You know? uh,
1: <laughs> what about Thanos? That's still going on.
0: Yeah, Thanos is still going on, and it's an interesting read. But uh, I, I I don't consider that in with the the guardians. But other well,
1: if, did you read the kind of not the letters page, but the letter to the readers? I guess about how this is kind of be the central hub for all the the cosmic stuff. So I think everything's going to tie into this book.
0: Yeah, I just don't. Con- I mean, the Thanos book is you know Mike DiDato, and it's a story that I enjoy. So like, it just seems like it wouldn't fit in with the stuff that's going on with the guardians. But yeah. Yeah, we'll I, I, I agree. I, I'm I'm torn because, you know, we say we want the comics to look like the movies. But I think in this this case, the movies is having more of an influence on the comics. And I don't think it should be that way.
1: Well, okay. So say that again. You want the comics to look like the movies or you want the movies to look like the comics?
0: That one. The second one.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, this one definitely. I could tell that Drax was written to match the movie Drax rather than you know, Abnett and Lanning and uh, when they were writing them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even, and I think a, a lot of the times, you know, the, the first time that you see a character ever, that is the impression that sticks in your head forever. You know, you, you turn on the X-Men animated series and you see Gambit and you just assume Gambit is always and always has been an X-Man when in reality he had only been on the team for like two years, you know? Right. right. Yeah. But so when I see Gamora, you know, I first saw her in Infinity War, and she's this ninja that is the deadliest woman in the universe, and she's kicking everybody's butt, right. everybody, whether you have, you know, Cyclops and you can shoot from far away or you're Wolverine. She is just kicking butt and taking names. And, you know, the Gamora I see these days is so watered down, and she's, you know, it's like she's a, she's a decent fighter like Black Widow. No, she's like the deadliest assassin and Drax is the destroyer. You know, the, That's who these people are. It's, it's, so it's really to... hard for me to move past my first impressions of these characters.
1: I think I, I agree with you because when uh, I read the Drax, um, wasn't there a Drax solo title for um, like a miniseries way before? I think it led into Annihilation, right?
0: Yeah, there were a bunch of those little miniseries.
1: So like if that, he was i mean he it it was scary you know like he was you didn't mess with this guy but now that it's a comedy routine it's hard to do okay i'm afraid of these characters you know it's more of a deadpool like when you kill somebody you make a joke and you know all that kind of stuff but i mean i think it's interesting that duggan dugan jerry dugan gary dugan um He's been on so many books he's been on Deadpool forever they had him on the um, Uncanny Avengers you know he's kind of got this comedic feel and he that's really what's hot right now with all the with all their books they're doing the like kind of a comedic feel and this is the kind of their go-to guy for that right
0: yeah I guess so
1: so I mean when I saw this at first when I saw the art I was like oh this this book's not gonna last that long but historically his books have had long runs.
0: Yeah, I, I mean I think this is the Guardian the Guardians of the Galaxy book. Yep. Yep. I was I was surprised at Grandmaster because I don't remember him being a collector. No, but aren't they brothers though? They are, but his thing was he always pitted people against each other and the collector always collected stuff. That's what they did. Right. And now all of a sudden he has a collection bigger and he wants it to be better than his brother. Well, you're not the collector <laughs> You're the Grandmaster.
1: <laughs> Collectorist.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I think the brother, you know, com- the com- competitive side could be interesting. And you could kind of explain it in a way and he would just buy all the... I mean, but if the guy's been collecting, the collector's been collecting for years and millennia, however long, yeah, you can't really keep up. So I, I see your point, but I think they were going for, and they'll probably bring in the... The sibling aspect a whole lot more.
0: Yeah, you can always say, "Well, secret wars."
1: Ah, yes. Franklin's out there somewhere making all this stuff happen. <laughs> why, why, Franklin? Why, Franklin?
0: <sighs> he needs the business.
1: <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's about all I have for this book. I wasn't. I wasn't super impressed, but I was surprised that I did like it a little bit because I definitely prejudged it and said no nope, not for me it's not bendis it's not crisp art it's uh it's their comedy writer you know yeah so, I, but, you. I wasn't
0: super impressed but i wasn't super disappointed either
1: right so i mean if you go in with low and low expectations you'll be more impressed than than if you went in with high
0: expectations obviously <laughs> There you go.
1: all right man well i think that's it for tonight did you have anything else to add
0: no, we we went long, but that's okay.
1: Ah, uh, what can you do?
0: Sometimes people want to hear a nice long conversation between two fools.
1: <laughs> and that's why I travel in the car with my kids.
0: Yeah, you you would be the collector and I'd be the grandmaster. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you put people against each other
0: and I collect children. There you go.
1: <laughs> it's a little weird, but okay. I'll roll with it. <laughs> all right. This is the M6P. This is our website, M6P. I'm sorry, the m 6 pcom And you can email us at m 6 plc at gmail.com and follow us at Twitter at TheM6P.
0: Go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash TheM6P. Check us out on all the social media under TheM6P. And we'd love for you to be a part of our show. Give us a call at 616-755-TINA. And we are sponsored by DCBService.com.
1: Discount comic book service. Get all your single issues. Pre-order them 40% off.
0: You want discounts on all of your office supplies? Then you want to go to CRPSaving.com. Get their membership and save on everything at Office Depot and Office Max. You want your website to be smoking awesome? Go to (laughs) MichaelWebSolutions.com. You want the best Marvel trades that Marvel can make. You want to go to themarvelousbox.com, sign up, subscribe for $25, and you'll get over $100 worth of Marvel graphic novels sent right to your front door. And until next time, this is the M6P. Hi guys, it's Jason Edwards, um, I wanted to dedicate a poem that I wrote to the Andy Kirby, congratulating him uh, for getting his master's degree, so here it goes, Rolks are red, Yondu's are blue, Clay puppets have masters, and the Andy Kirby does too, <laughs> congratulations Andy, you earned it, <laughs> Bye. Oh, and I just saw that uh, John, he got his um, degree in uh, veterinary medicine, so I'm going to do a poem for you too, John. <clears throat> now that he's a vet, it's a safe bet. Whether it's dry or wet, he'll take care of your pet. There you go. Congrats, man. Bye. Hi, this is Dwayne calling. Just wanted to let you know that I am happy to hear about your good news, Andy, and I am wishing you
1: uh, much success with that. I just want to know one thing. What is your master degree in? And uh, hope that things go well. God bless. Bye-bye.